Welcome to the Elevating Voices in Leadership podcast, brought to you in partnership with Pepperdine University's Graduate School of Education. I'm Dr. Gabriela Miramontes, and I will be your host today. With me today are Dr. Maria Brame, Dr. Asia Ghazi, and Ms. Suellen Schneider. Our host, our guest today is uh, Tatiana Kualeahoa. No, wait, don't. Let me try. Ku'u. Lea Loja Santiago. She's a site coordinator in the Windward Oahu District who provides colleges and career support for middle school and high school students in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Tatiana believes that it takes a village to raise a child and we all have a role to increase capacity for families and communities to thrive. Tatiana was born in Kahuku, Hawaii and has been a resident there for 30 years. She graduated with a Bachelor of Science degree in Community Health Science from the University of Nevada, Reno, and received her master's degree from the University of Hawaii at, Mano at Manoa, with a focus on global indigeneity and institutional effectiveness. Her main field of expertise involves student services with the goal of achieving success by creating supportive programs and developing future leaders. Tatiana is passionate about growing indigenous communities through education and empowering them to reach their greatest potential. Please help us in welcoming Tatiana. I'm so excited to have you here um, as, a, as an alum. I hope I pronounced all the words correctly or at least close enough I was trying really hard to make sure that I got everything right um I'm a I'm a firm believer that you honor people by at the very least attempting to make the right pronunciation and so I pride myself in trying so Tatiana how are you it's been a while <laughs> yes, it's been a while. I am doing great. Um, by the way, you did a great job at pronouncing uh, my middle name, Kule Aloha. And so I give you credit for, for doing that. Thank you so much for um, just kind of, yeah, this it feels good when somebody kind of appreciates and values, you know, your where you come from, your name um, is super important and is a big part of who you are. So thank you for um, just acknowledging that. Um, I'm doing great. I am finished with my um, dissertation, which was really focused on successful strategies of leaders in Hawaii. And, you know, it really was a transforming journey for me and experience. And I'd like to say that it's not done yet. I feel like there is, um, once you kind of start, it's you start to do a reflection in yourself and you're like, oh man, like this needs to get taken to you know, my schools and my family and my community. So um, where I'm at now is just kind of reflecting on what I've learned and trying to then um, emulate the values and the the things that I've learned from my research into my everyday life. And so that has been a journey in itself because um, I'm nowhere where I need to be this, you know, amazing, successful leader yet. But I have the foundation and the tools to kind of get started. Um, and that's where I'm at. I'm still working with um, Hawaii P20. So it's a, I work for the University of Hawaii system and we help our middle schools, high schools and colleges um, work together to create a seamless pipeline and pathway for students, whether it's college or workforce or um, whatever their plans are, we're trying to get people to work together and um, help our students, yeah, accomplish their goals and their dreams. So that's currently what my main focus is on, but I also want to integrate what I learned from my dissertation into these meetings and these spaces that I am responsible for. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being here and, and engaging in this discourse with us. We're so happy to have you. Um, so why don't we go ahead and, and start, I guess, at the at the genesis of of your not the gen well, it might be the genesis of your journey. I don't know. But let's start with your topic. Let's start with, you know, what what prompted you? Um, talk about your journey a little bit and, and some of the shifts that happened within your journey. Yeah, so I think it all started towards the ending of my time at Pepperdine. Um, after I took all the courses and I was going into my comp exams, I 
was focused more on my work, like, because um, I was at that time working with early college students. I wanted to create an online um, platform for them to have counseling services because of COVID. So that was like my main focus at that time was really on my students and my job and my work. Um, and then not too long after that, there was something that happened in my community that kind of struck a chord with me and was something that I was involved in. Um, it was so I, I got involved in some um, civil engagement and, and really advocating for my community because we had some things that were coming in to our backyards that we were just not for and not about. And so I found myself through this program going to community meetings, going to talk to legislators and state representatives, um, going to commission planning meetings to really make sure our community's voices were heard. Um, they were deciding to put up eight wind turbines in my um, community, which is like a two mile. Our community is about a rural town, small, two miles, maybe 2000 people, but they were gonna surround us with eight to 12 wind turbines. Um, and so that was just something that started to ignite within me this um, fire and desire to be like, okay, what's happening here? And how come our voices aren't being heard? And so that's when I was like, oh, it's not, I was going to do a dissertation on wind turbines. <laughs> and I was like, wait, it's not really about the wind turbines. It's more about the leadership and what's happening um, in that our, you know, our community's voices felt like we weren't being heard. And so that's when I moved my topic more towards this um, successful leadership strategies in Hawaii because to me, it was more about the governance system. It was more about the leaders in these positions. Um, and so I wanted to dive deeper into that. Um, it was kind of totally separate from what I first thought I was going to do. But I found myself involved in this, um, in, my, in my community and in this uh, kind of fight to see our voices be heard. And so that's where my dissertation then led to was looking at leadership and organizations in Hawaii and how those types of strategies can help um, any community. And so that's where I got the topic from. Um, and I was kind of in a dilemma. I was like, do I do what I do for work? Cause that would be easier, you know, for me, cause I'm involved in it. Or do I do this like passion project that popped up? And um, I'm so glad that I chose to do um, to do that and focus more on leadership in Hawaii. So, yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So um, talk a little bit about your findings. What, what showed up for you? What kind of came through the work that you encountered? Yeah, one of the main findings was the importance of values, of Hawaiian values and the importance of your culture and using that within your organization and your leadership style. So many times these leaders, when they go into these positions, um, don't think of that as their strengths, you know, and they're just trying to, whether it's, you know, go along with what their organization already has or um, become like the leaders that they are seeing um, within that organization, uh, kind of adopting their strategies versus really honing in on the Hawaiian values that I found in my research and just how you're brought up and you're raised and that background of just culture and family and how important that is in an organization, I think needs to be um, practiced more and needs to be kind of shared more instead of just having it be a silo like it's totally a part of your um your leadership it's totally a part of your organization and the best leaders who can connect the two will have a um successful um organization and so to me that was important some of the values i found was aloha aloha is this um this breath of life through love and compassion. So all the decision-making is rooted in aloha and pono or doing what is right um, for your organization. So that was one kind of finding. And then also family or ohana and laulima. So working together, um, building the strengths of the people in the group, finding out what their strengths are, um, 
how important it is to collaborate with one another. Um, all those things that are already a part of, you know, of va your values as a Hawaiian, using that within your practice. Um, strengths and finding out what you're good at, what everybody's role is. In a family, everybody has a certain role and allowing them to utilize that role or utilize their strengths in an organization. Um, and then lastly, this idea of humility or servant leadership is a big thing that I found um, about Hawaii leaders is it's not necessarily about you being on a platform, but more about the things that you do every day that will help to lead um, lead your organization and your people. So that was a major finding for me, especially as a leader. I never thought about you know how my culture and the values that I hold really impact the decisions that I make every day and the things that I plan for my team. Um, and so that was kind of an awesome revelation for me. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Dr. Rami, go ahead. Yeah, um, Dr. Santiago, it's so good to see you. Oh my gosh, and to hear your beautiful voice. Um, uh, it's just it, such a pleasure working with you on your on your study um, and um, learning sort of alongside you and um, all of it. Just I loved working with you on your dissertation. Um, so. One thing that I'm curious about, as you're talking about your findings um, and the essential pieces that are a part of the Hawaiian culture in terms of leadership and, you know, um, success kind of in organizations and, and just, just how communication and how organizations work effective like work sort of organically and effectively within your culture now that you've taken a little bit of time you know you know it was a a while since since your your findings sort of gelled i'm just wondering looking around as you look around at your community at hawaii mm -hmm. at um at your fellow Hawaiians and organizations, do you see that these elements are there or are missing or can be um, kind of refined and identified to help organizations? What do you see when you look with this lens that you have now of an understanding of leadership in within the Hawaiian culture, which is completely new. I've never seen anything of this in the literature. Um, what comes to mind for you when you look at um, operations, organizations, and, and companies in Hawaii and how they're working and what they should know, what they could know, and like that? I'd love to hear about that. Wow, that's a great question to really reflect on um and maybe let me add so and maybe you haven't done that but just thinking about at this point other you know organizations in Hawaii what would you love to see happen that you kind of haven't seen or or what you'd love to communicate with them yeah so at the core of some of these organizations I think yes this is there but it's not like <clears throat> kind of pulled out as a strategy. Like, I feel like it is a part of how they, you know, might make decisions or um, it's a part of what they do, but within the system itself, it's not really highlighted as these are Hawaiian values as part of our culture. I think sometimes they put put it there as like their mission statement or their, um, what is it? They have like, you know, values of the organization, but really what does that look like in practice? I think that's something that can be fine-tuned a little bit and um, maybe examples provided. So I think it's there, but it, it, I think there still needs to be some work as to like what this would look like in, in practice versus just being there as like, 
you know, this is what we're focusing on as a mission statement or, um, yeah, I think there has to be more guided kind of discussions around it and um, really bringing it to life. Because for Hawaiians, this is kind of like a part of who they are already. So I know that they do it in pockets um, organizationally. I don't know how if everyone is bought into this, like <laughs> this is the this is the way, you know, like I think it's still kind of separated that individuals are doing it and this is part of who they are. But how do you kind of get the whole organization to see this as something that's valuable? So, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> but I do think that there are organizations coming up now um, more. So I, the one that I can think of is Council for Native Hawaiian Advancement. And they're doing some great work in, you know, trying to get more Hawaiians into homes, trying to get more scholarships for Hawaiians, um, business, creating young entrepreneurs um, who are Hawaiian, um, getting money from legislation to do um, more, I guess, leadership summits for our Hawaiian people. So I feel like there are organizations that are starting to rise up and really use this um, and, and communicate that out to, you know, the state of Hawaii. And so the ones that are able to kind of communicate this, this vision and communicate, um, you know, this model, I think are being very successful in some of the initiatives that they're able to um, roll out into the community. So that was one example that I could think of like, wow, this organization connects with my research that I did, you know, my dissertation, like I could see how they're, um, how they're using their values and their culture within their organization. So, yeah. That's so cool. Um, and of course your findings are so new. I mean, you just mm -hmm. finished your dissertation and kind of spent a little time recovering, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, so it's, it, it's going to be so cool to see sort of where you take it um, and where you can um, really share the knowledge um, effectively and, you know, with organizations and how they can use it and really, I, you know, work from a, 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 an identity, a researched identity um, perspective, which, um, and, you know, and that can work in so many different places, which is so cool and family and just, you know, home and all kinds of places. So I'm going to, I'm curious too. So I'm going to ask, so I see the logo that you have behind you clear up or gear up, gear, gear up. up. Yeah. So yeah. Can, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So gear up is, um, I think it stands for gaining early awareness for readiness. I actually don't know what GEAR UP stands for, but it is the program that I work for that helps students um, get ready for college, um, you know, navigate transitions within high school to middle school. And so it's really helping our Native Hawaiian students, um, students from disadvantaged backgrounds who just need that support and resources to kind of help them get through um, from high school to college and even in middle school as well. So I've just started working for them actually being in the Pepperdine program. Um, I ended up going from a counselor to now more of a coordinator or supportive coordinator role, which is very interesting because I took that. The first class we had at Pepperdine was you take this test on your leadership, you know, style and what you were, how do you operate out of your natural you know, abilities and am I operating out of it? And so mine was a supportive coordinator. And it's just so happened that I ended up becoming a coordinator after being in the program um, because I, I could see now that, okay, maybe I am more of a, a coordinator role, supportive coordinator, um, but I can still do some counseling duties too. So um, I love the work that I do. I work with eight um, high schools and middle schools on the windward side of Oahu, um, helping our principals and our administrators and counselors to really see the value of um, alignment with their programming, the value of working with each other to create these pathways and programs and um, 
really just making sure that they're all talking with each other about these things because our students go from you know middle school high school post-secondary and sometimes they're confused as to how they get there right so it's having um having all of us collaborate on how we can make that a seamless transition for them so um yeah that is who I work for now and it's interesting to see where I'm at from where I started um in the program uh so kudos I think the the program really helped me to be like oh open my eyes maybe I can do more and, and be more and so that's where I'm at now well thank you for sharing that um and you know it's fascinating so we had um two Hawaiian centered dissertations back to back almost one uh in year the year before you finished and then your dissertation um and one of the things that I noticed was in both was this this connection to community but also connection to nature um and when and you said that what prompted the whole thing for you was was the impact to your community right getting those wind turbines put in on a side note, what happened with that? Did Were you able to stop it or did they go in? They went in. <laughs> but we'll come back. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. No, they, they went in, but we ended up, I think, as a community growing stronger in that now we have an association. Now we are at, you know, these meetings and board meetings to make sure that this doesn't happen again to our community. So things have actually come from it that were good. Unfortunately, they're still there, but we're still in this fight to get them taken down and to have the setback law be, you know, um, further from homes and schools and the community. So it's still a work in progress. They're up. But I think as a community, uh, we actually grew together. And as a state, like people from all over came to help and support us. So it was kind of like a movement that happened um, just within our little community. So yeah. Got it. Well, thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. So my question um, about the work that you were you were doing is um, one of the things that I noticed, like I was saying, in both dissertations was this connection to community, connection to nature, but it was beyond that. It's almost like there's a there's a sense of that. How can I put this? I, like that spirit, the, the spiritual side of it, there seems to be a connection that goes beyond just community or just, but you know, it's bigger than that. And I'm not doing it justice. I'm not articula articulating it correctly, but um, as you went through the process, Latiana, how, how were you impacted? How were you impacted by the work you were doing around your dissertation? And I'm not talking necessarily about the mechanics, but you mm -hmm. as a person, how did it impact you? Yeah, so I think the term that you're looking for, I know the Hawaiian term that you're trying to describe. And so what you're describing is this idea of aloha aina or love for the land. And Hawaiians believe that the land is their ancestor. The land is a part of who they are. And we are called to steward it and steward it well. And we have been blessed with, I mean, natural resources like water and um, food from the land. And so our role as Hawaiians is to then take care of it, because if we take care of it, it will take care of us, right? And so we really believe in that um, aloha aina and your connection to land, um, and that we have stemmed from the aina because um, we believe that it's part of our family. Um, the aina is our our ohana or our family. And so um, that is kind of what's what's been rooted within me too um and kind of how I changed I guess um this dissertation kind of reminded me of the importance of aloha aina um and and that spirit of aloha right so that spirit that um you are breathing life into something by the words you say by the things you do um you are breathing the life of um your ancestors, your, um, you know, keokua or God, like you are that vessel to kind of then um, steward the land. And so that kind of was mind changing, like mind blowing for me, because sometimes you get so caught up in, you know, the mechanical things that you need to do, the organizations itself, the things that are not going so well in your community. But then this kind of reshifts your focus back to, okay, no, we have a responsibility here to 
um, to aloha aina or to take care of the land and take care of one another. And I think people can, not just Hawaii or Hawaiians, like when I look at it globally, like there are things that people can learn from Hawaii <laughs> and learn from Hawaiians that um, can help them in their communities, like just the importance of water, the importance of, you know, your natural resources um, and, and on your how you survive, like your survival is dependent on if they, these things are thriving. Um, and so I feel like not just Hawaiians, but everybody around the world can learn from this aloha aina or this love and care for this land that we all live on. We all have someplace we live. Are we take caring? Are we taking care of it and are we stewarding it well? I think Hawaiians have done a great job of that, especially amid all of the, I know, hotels and corporations and all these huge things that have been built here. Um, we are still able to survive as a people and so um, and thrive as a people, I think. Um, and there's so much that the world can learn about Hawaii that can ultimately transform their communities and their cities. So that was revealing to me. Like, I'm just not learning this aloha aina for myself, but also um, other people can learn from it too. Thank you. Listening to you, um, it's, it's so nice to, to see this perspective. Um, first, because I, I love to, to hear different cultural experience and aspects, etc. And the second is, when you were talking about that, uh, taking care of the land, take care of the water. What you were saying to me is about taking the responsibility for whatever happens to our surroundings, to us and to the community. Because if we are responsible, if we needed to take care, so we are responsible. Um, and also another thing that I, rem I, I, I remember when you were uh, saying was once I, I was introduced to another uh, Hawaiian, it is kind of a meditation for forgiveness. So it is this sense of um, res taking responsibility and forgiveness. Could you um, kind of um, tell a little bit about your perspective of these two sides, taking responsibilities and for forgiveness in leadership and organization, and how do you think it could make a positive impact? Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, um, because kind of like what Dr. Miramontes said about the spirit of this, um, I think forgiveness is a big part of how you can then um, uh, steward the land well, I think um, there has been a lot of wrongs <laughs> um, that have been done to just Hawaii people and Native Hawaiians um, from, you know, illegally overthrowing our queen and what had what is done to our state. Um, and so going back to that and just the loss of our language, um, the loss of our people, right? There is a lot of anger. And I can personally attest to like, some days I do feel angry <laughs> about the things that have been to, done to my people. But that's why aloha is kind of like that, um, that, that love that is bigger than yourself. I think that you can then look at it from the lens of aloha and be like, you know what? Okay, this happened. You know, we are continually moving together as a people and, 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 and kind of fighting together. But in order to get to that place, we have to kind of come to terms with what has happened and then move forward together as a community. And I think forgiveness is a big part of that. But I also think just this awareness and this ability to then voice and be uh, kind of like our queen. So our queen was somebody who was very, um, she didn't want bloodshed. She did what was right for her people. And she ultimately wanted what was best for them. Um, and she was able to kind of act in the spirit of aloha, even though everything else around her was just kind of like being taken over. And so I am inspired by our queen, um, Queen Elite Kaleni. And, and how that then plays into our responsibility as Hawaiians to exude aloha and to um, take care and steward um, the land well. Um, and sometimes people just use the, aloha, the word aloha and just, you know, they put it on 
you know, signs or, you know, they, you know, do it in, in a greeting, but really aloha is more than that. Like aloha is um, forgiveness. Aloha is compassion. Aloha is light. Aloha is breath, right? So um, I think making more people aware of that is important. Um, and, and yeah, so that was a really good question. <laughs> forgiveness is key to stewarding the land well, yes. Yeah. You just accomplished your mission today. You've just made one more person aware of these, um, the, how big uh, and how um, extensive the meaning of aloha might be. And uh, thank you for that. It's It was a beautiful explanation. Awesome. Thank you. So, um, Tatiana, I, I, I actually uh, enjoyed looking through your dissertation and listening to your final defense. And um, the the history of Hawaii, it struck me like it really, I was like, wow, so this is another place, you know, that has rich history, it has, um, you know, history from like the religion and the background and stuff that Hawaiians had, you know, uh, Native Hawaiians had. I love to know a little bit more um, in terms of, you know, the, the queen that you're talking about and her leadership. And maybe a little bit about um, how women in Hawaii really emulate, you know, the leadership from that queen. I mean, if, if is that something that you've seen within, um, you know, the leaders in Hawaii, female leaders, especially in Hawaii? Yeah, I think just the queen brought this royalty to her, like this, um, this presence of just calm and confidence and, um, this regalness to her um, that was ultimately rooted in the what was best for her people. And so um, I can see that in in different leaders um, that that have come through. But I think ultimately, um, so for example, my mom, my mom worked for the Queen or the Queen Lili Oakalani Children's Center um, because she had this heart for students who were orphan. Um, students who, um, you know, suffered grief and loss. And so my mom worked for the queen, I worked for the program um, that were helping these families kind of get through those hard times and those difficult times. And so <clears throat> that is something that I think uh, resonates with me with the queen was she, she was someone who really looked um, into those communities that didn't have or looked at communities that were struggling and needed help. And she was really there to provide um, that the services and the support and and the healing, or we call it ho'oponopono, that this healing that happens between families um, that will ultimately help them become, um, you know, more happier and more filled with peace and more connected as a family. And so the things that the queen did were amazing. <laughs> um, I wish that I was alive during when the queen was around so that I could really experience it. But um, yeah, her legacy lives on and her legacy continues. And so I think that was in my dissertation was just talking about the effects of colonization, the impacts of that, how that impacted Hawaii and what it looks like today, um, how it impacts our culture. And so uh, I think it's important to know the history of Hawaii um, and, and why the, the stewardship of land is so important today, uh, because that was the goal of the queen. That was the goal. Um, of even ali'i before or chiefs before was to really steward the land well and so um yeah once we kind of got away from the hawaiian values and culture as the center and focus and we kind of went towards this western ideology and western um you know influence i think that uh really impacted our people. And so now it's going back and saying, okay, what can we do as Hawaiians to get us back to this place of, of, um, of healing and peace and um, stewarding our land well, even though we're still kind of under this Western system, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned Ho'oponopono, is that, did I say that correctly? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I said it correctly. And I, I remember like, Listening to this. so a lot of uh, a lot of people now, and and I see this in um, coaching circles. I've seen this in like the New Age circles too. A lot of people talk about hope and open as a way of forgiveness, and it's becoming 
a part of even our own culture. So, I mean, if you kind of look into what people are doing now in regards to that, they're really, um, they're really putting this as a part of that. So I kind of wonder what your thoughts are, knowing that even in the Western world, they're taking these components of the Hawaiian culture of, you know, these ideologies and really incorporating it into their own cultures and teaching other people, um, you know, ho'oponopono. Yeah, so for me personally, I think in Hawaii, we have um, kumu or teachers or kupuna or elders who knew what ho'oponopono was and were trained in ho'oponopono. And so they are the ones that know exactly how it works, exactly how the healing process happens. I I am leery to say that anybody can just do ho'oponopono because you can't, you know, like I feel like um, there are certain people that know how to do it and are trained to do it. And it's very important that you kind of get that before you start to do it, because then it can go all wrong because you're tapping into like the spirit of ho'oponopono and you're tapping into um, the healing process. And so it doesn't just happen overnight. It is an ongoing thing with families and people who are, um, you know, in conflict and trying to get through it. And so I've seen some, I don't know, there's like TikToks and videos <laughs> out there about this thing. And I'm like, oh no, that's not what, you know, it really is like for Hawaiians, you know? And so I think it's really trying to understand um, from the teachers that know what it is and are, are actually practicing it um, to then learn from them because <laughs> that's how we learn is from the, the kumu and the kupuna or teachers and elders. Um, and it wasn't kind of to be shared in that way, like just, I don't know how to explain it. I think sometimes media and all of that just uh, takes it out of context. Um, it is actually very personal, very um, within your family, very, you know, you kind of deal with Ho'oponopono um, together with everybody there, um, whereas some of the things that I've seen have not been kind of what was rooted in our Hawaiian values. So I would just kind of, yeah, not really, I think I have to do more research on Ho'oponopono and that in itself. Um, because some of the things that I've been seeing lately has not been kind of rooted in the Hawaiian culture and the things that we practice. So, um, yeah. 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 And that's why I wanted to ask, because I've been seeing a lot of that. So when you mentioned it here, I'm like, oh, this is something that's becoming very popular in terms of, you know, you know, forgiveness and so forth. But like you said, if they don't know what it is that they need to learn, then it might, you know, not be the right way. I haven't seen anything on TikTok, but uh, at least because I'm not really always on there, but I know that people who practice that. And so I was wondering about that. And I have one last question, and that is, um, you know, how much of the language do you speak? Do you speak Hawaiian fluently? I did not speak Hawaiian fluently. Um, I went to like Hawaiian four in high school. So I can, I understand um, some of the words and um, I am still learning because so Olelo Hawaii, there are actually different dialects depending on where you come from. And so it's not just Olelo Hawaii, like if you're from a certain island and there's a certain, you know, there's a certain language that you speak. So it's very um, <clears throat> different and complex just based on where you come from. So yeah, I don't speak fluently, but I um, just kind of growing up around Hawaii, just the importance of the language and, you know, making sure that the Hawaiian words are shared and, and spoken. And um, yeah, so I'm not fluent. I would love to be fluent, um, but yeah, I still value our, our language and, um, yeah, a lot of my family members are actually um, taking their, their kids through Hawaiian immersion programs now just because they see the value of it. But my parents and grandparents were actually told not to speak Hawaiian language in schools. It was frowned upon. And so, um, yeah, if not, they were not being good, industrious men and women. They were being good students, right? And so they grew up in that generation. And so for me, I have to kind of be like, no, I want to learn Hawaiian language. You know, I want to um, know what my culture is like. And so now the younger generation, I think, is kind of taking this like um, we want to be more a part of 
um, want to know our language and know our identity and culture. So yeah, that's exciting to see. That is. Thank you so yeah. much for, for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Tatiana, I have a, a, a question for you. Um, given given your journey, given everything mm -hmm. you've experienced, um, what would you say to emerging indigenous leaders in Hawaii? Um, just based on, on your journey, based on your experiences. Yeah. That is so good. I would love to build the confidence of our future Indigenous leaders, um, telling them that they matter, telling them that they belong, telling them that their culture is their greatest strength and asset, um, that I would build upon those those strengths. Um, for example, we have students that are great fishermen and can feed their families. Like that is a strength and that is something that is a gift that needs to be um, elevated and, and, and encouraged. Um, but sometimes when they go to school, you know, nobody knows that they're a fisherman and can catch, you know, all this squid and fish, right? So it's really um, encouraging our young people to, um, utilize their strengths, utilize their gifts and talents that have been given and, and really make the, the world a better place because they need those strengths and gifts. Whether it's even some of our Native Hawaiians are great. They've been blessed with this gift of song and dance and chant, but using that um, within their, their schools, within their families. Like I think sometimes it's not seen as that, <laughs> like, um, but it's definitely something that I think you know, our schools need more of and um, our, our society needs more of are these strengths and these gifts that our students have. So I would encourage them to, you know, find that gift, highlight it, elevate it, and just keep um, living it out because it's very important um, into who they become in the future. And so, yeah, that would be my thing. And then this, you know, from my research, just learning about the values and how important that is. I would love to see more schools and families use that type of model where it's rooted in Hawaiian values because that's what we know best. <laughs> um, sometimes, you know, they want to try a different way. And I think that um, what's good for Hawaiians is good for everyone. Um, and so utilizing more of those values within the family and within um, these students. Um, and yeah, a big reason why I decided to do my dissertation too was to show them that they can do it too. So I was in circles where they never thought that college was possible or they never thought that, you know, they could, um, you know, study something like this. <laughs> you know, like this, you could do this. Like you can go get your doctorate and being the best Hawaiian you can be, you know, like, and how, and what does that look like? So I really wanted to show them that, they, they can do this too, but they can also make it their own. Um, so one of my goals, because I was a teacher before and a counselor, one of my goals that I told my students was to get a doctorate. And they were freshmen at the time. And so we all kind of did this goal setting together. And now they are seniors. And I got my doctorate. And they're like, oh, this, like, you, I graduated from high school. You graduated with your doctorate. Like, and they're continuing on to college. So it's just this, like, culture and this community that I wanted to create to show them like, hey, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Like, if I could do this, you could do this too. And so that was a big motivator for me as well to finish and to get it done. Um, but all my students are pretty much continuing on to college. So um, it's, it's so awesome to see um, that impact and see, you know, what, what they're going to do with their lives and what's going to come from it. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> so in these last few minutes uh dr santiago i know i keep calling you tatiana i'm just <laughs> but what's next mm. what's next for you what's next for your research um what's next for your your future if you will yeah, that's a good question that everybody is asking me now that I'm done. They're like, so what are you going to do? Um, 
I, I think there is more. I feel like once you start, um, it's hard to kind of just stay stagnant. Like I feel like there is um, more that I want to research, even like how to navigate through these challenges as Native Hawaiians. Like, okay, these are the values that we hold, but what if you go to an organization and they don't hold those values? Like, how do you navigate through that, um, but still stay true to who you are? Uh, so, yeah, I, and I would also like to um, maybe partner up with other Native Hawaiian researchers in this field and in this area so that we can kind of create a, a, a group together and, and figure out, okay, these are some of the issues we see, like based on our research and based on what we know, like how can we move forward and how can we use the things that we've researched, like kind of like a, I don't know, we call it a hui, but like a group of us that are um, kind of on the same page. So I would love to connect with other researchers um, and, and see what they have done with their dissertations <laughs> so that we, you know, I can see how, you know, I can support and, and help or contribute to what they've done. Um, the question about the next generation that has kind of sparked an interest in me too. Like, is there something that I can build or create to help our next generation leaders based on this model that has come from this research? So I'm not sure if it's gonna be a program or a, uh, I don't know, just start with one community and gather these youth and start to have these discussions around what do you want to do in your future and how do your values and gifts tie into that. Um, so there's there's been a lot of ideas rolling around in my head on how I can use this. I think it's a matter of just doing it. <laughs> because, um, of course, I'm like, oh, the fear, like, what are people gonna, you know, is it gonna happen? And then I'm like, no, like this, you know, you, you didn't learn all this stuff just to learn it. Like you're gonna have to find an avenue to then go and make sure that you do something with it. So um, I don't know if to answer your question. I'm not quite sure yet. I have some ideas, but I still just have to follow this my my gut and and go with, you know, what's next for me. So yeah. So I just wanna. I just want to put in a little plug for you and your your accomplishment that you have achieved already. You're a, a, a doctor mm -hmm. and you are a scholar, a Hawaiian scholar and a scholar of Hawaii. And there aren't that many of you. Mm -hmm. And um, just, you know, that's just something to keep in mind. Um, the kind of unique opportunity that you have to maybe work with other scholars of Hawaii mm -hmm. um, to, to influence and to help, to help, right? Yeah. Help yeah. and to be um, a role model and, mm -hmm. um, and to share the aloha. And I, I, I have, really loved listening to you this afternoon um your voice has this amazing confidence and depth of knowledge that um feels just feels so good to listen to and i mean i could just listen all day <laughs> and learn and feel good about i mean the way how good you feel about your community and your people and your heritage and all of it is so um, inspiring and nourishing. And so I think there's so much there that you have to offer um, and that you can share with um, all of your, all of your people, especially youth who are not sure where to go or where to turn or what to do or how to really feel good about themselves and their heritage. So um, I just wanted to share that because I personally just um, feel so um, happy about your accomplishments and, and thrilled about what you might be able to do um, as, as, your, as your own journey moves forward and your curiosity and your conviction and your um, excitement about 
you know, how you can, how you can help and, and where you want to help and what you want to do and who, who matter, how, you know, how you can, how you can influence your beloved people and, and place. So I just wanted to share that because I feel really good about everything you've done and what you're going and even more than that, what you're going to do. So, so super happy. So, 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 so grateful to get to be here today with you. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Dr. Brahme. Yeah, this has been uh, such a rewarding experience for me just um, as a person who never thought that she could do this. Um, it's just kind of solidified, like, no, you're meant to do this. You're meant to be here. Um, you know, this is, you're a doctor, <laughs> you know, like, I think reminding myself of that, and then um, continuing to do good work, whether it's at in my community, in my actual career, or with my family. Um, I am a part of a Native Hawaiian Education Association, so maybe that's the place that I'll start with, you know, getting back, because when I did my doctor, I kind of like just focused on that. So all my friends in that you committee were like, where are you? Like, yeah. where, yeah. what have you been doing? I'm like, guys, I'm doing my doctor. You guys just gotta let me kind of, you know, yeah. do that for, you know, a year. But now that I'm done, maybe going back to that group and saying, hey, what did you guys do for your dissertation? How can we, you know, work together? Cause yeah. most of them I think do have their doctorates as well. I just want to point out, I love that you said, and I know we're at the end of the time and oh my gosh, we could keep talking so long because it's so fascinating, but the memory that you have of, um, and that all of us have of sort of what we felt when we started the journey, it's like, oh my goodness, can I do this? Oh my goodness, how could I do this kind of thing? And seeing that and understanding that experience among you know, you're the students that you work with and so forth, they're like, I can never do this. Oh my gosh, I could never do this. But knowing that you felt that same way and here you are, you mm -hmm. are a doctor. So sharing that and understand uh, with an understanding and compassion, I, I know that you, of course, will, will do that in a, a most beautiful way. So just thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of thank this. Thank you. So, so incredibly good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, this um, feels good today. Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Tatiana, uh, for being here today and for participating and sharing with us some of your work and 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 that which you have coming up. Um, before we close, is there anything more you'd like to add? No, I think you all are wonderful. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be here today without you guys and your encouragement and your support and believing in me and just, you know, Tati, this is good. Keep, keep at it. And so, you know, I just, I'm always um, just so grateful and thankful because, you know, without your guys' help and support, I wouldn't be able to do it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and with that, thank you all for joining us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please remember to click the subscribe button. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you all next week.